little bit different than in Iceland. So uh, some sun and and just getting to know the boys and the environment. So it's been quite good actually. Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, February the 13th, 8.42 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, we are live and alive. Thank you so much. Uh, 8.42 p.m. Sorry for the long hold. It's just uh, some technical difficulties that we had to, you know, last minute things that happened. So our apologies. Uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, Want to let you know, Loud and Proud Orlando is available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We're growing. Uh, we're still growing a lot. Drop us a like, uh, subscribe to the channel, click on the notification bell for all notifications. Thank you so much for your support. A new season is upon us. Uh, I'm actually very happy about this. Uh, you know, uh, when it comes to, to Orlando City and the expectations that uh, Orlando fans and also journalists have for Orlando. I've seen a lot of uh, people doing their top top 10 best teams in the east and orlando is like top five so um i think uh we have a preseason game coming up on saturday against new england uh in a few days against new england so that's gonna be fun and then obviously the 25th the 25th uh is uh opening the our first match of 2023 against the new york red bulls and uh i want to say we're going to have a, a little fight with another podcast. I'm just going to say the Sucker Subs podcast. Uh, if those guys are listening to me, I know you guys are Red Bulls fans. Come over here, boy. We're going to go ahead and uh, show you the way. <laughs> uh, now, I want to say hello to all my friends from the Sucker Subs podcast. Uh, great guys. They're going to be here with us very soon uh, to talk about some New York Red Bulls and maybe see what are their strong points. And they want to know what our strong points are as Orlando City fans, as Orlando City journalists. They want to know, you know, what's Orlando cooking? And I want to know what's New York cooking because New York Red Bulls has been one of the toughest teams uh, to beat uh, for Orlando uh, the past few years, I will say. So we're going to talk about that and more, uh, the new formation that Oscar Pareja is putting together. We're also going to talk about Tonga time. It's Tonga time. Today, uh, Tonga Gonzalez uh, against Colorado scored um, quite a story for that uh, player. And we'll talk about Alexander Pato. We're going to talk about Alex Leitao. We're going to talk about uh, some some uh, rapid-fire news, so stick around and uh, brace yourselves because we have a good show today. Paola, how are you today? 
doing fantastic as every single Monday because I'm here loud and proud, Orlando. I want to thank everybody who's listening. Um, if you haven't subscribed to our channel, hit that little like button and subscribe because you don't want to miss the excitement that is going to happen this season we're gonna have more content new content for the channel so i don't want you to miss anything of that so click on that subscribe button so you can get all notifications in the future and if you guys are wondering what kind of hat are you wearing lewis you're wearing some weird colors here this is i just want to say guys calm down it's not an inter miami hat it is a sport boys del callao it's a team from peru Okay, guys, is my grandfather's team, you know. Uh, so, you know, I was just sporting it. You know, my team is Alianza Lima. It's right in the back, right? But I'm sporting it because, you know, uh, out of remembrance of my of my grandfather. So, you know, it's a team that's always playing for relegation. And I want to say I saw Wrexham, a, um, the Welcome to Wrexham show. It was fantastic, I want to say, too. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm wearing this because – Like, you know, it kind of brought back that, oh, man, like, you know, started started appreciating a little bit more of that lower league football. Right. So uh, very, very insightful, uh, you know, I will say kind of like doc, it was like a documentary, but more of like, uh, you know, it's kind of like the Sunderland documentary, but a little bit better. I, I think the underdog story always sells. Right. So I don't know if you see. Have you seen it, Paula? The Wrexham AFC? No, no, I need to check to, it out now. Yeah, you got to watch it. It, it. I mean, I'm just going to give you the synopsis real quick. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, owns a soccer team. That's oh, yeah. okay. Right. Okay, that, I got yeah. you. Yeah, but I haven't seen it, so I no, need to see great. Okay, yeah, got, yeah, it, got it, got it. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but Don't, you got to watch it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's great stuff. It's great stuff. So uh, I want to go ahead and start. Uh, you know, Orlando has a lot of things to improve, I think, coming up the new season. Uh, our home advantage, we need to be stronger at home. I mean, I think that we've said it in this podcast uh, many times. If you're listening, you know that that is true. And I think Orlando right now needs uh, three areas that, in my opinion, are key for success. And uh, let's start with your three, Paola. What are some things you would fix coming 2023 some things you expect to see and some things that you believe that happened last year that should not occur again i will say goals i need to see goals at home start winning at home for sure because it it's a 50 50 chance that yes if we win at home there's more fans that it will stay in the stadium but at the same time we secure a better position for the playoff for this season because this season we didn't have a home game advantage we had to go to montreal and play over there and we lack in goals last year unfortunately so that will be my first second will be the defense i'm a little worried about um the defense there if we can get um I don't know, a backup or something, but Wilder has been doing a ph phenomenal job of being a center back, and we can have that him as a versatile player that covers that defense mode. I will be fine with that, but I'm I'm a little worried, and, and I'm looking forward for this Saturday's game because I'm going to see the formation and what Oscar Pareja is going gonna to bring to the table on Saturday. And then 
Three. Let me think about this one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What What are your thoughts? That's so, my, my so, top two. All right. So for me is uh, for, we have a picture right now. If you're listening, you're not seeing it. But if you're watching, we have Jack Lynn right here on, on our screen. Now, I don't know if Jacqueline is going to be part of the first team this year. Uh, he did score against Colorado. It was him and Tonga Gonzalez who scored. But uh, we need more more firepower, in my opinion. So Kara needs to step up a little bit more. He needs to be more of a little bit uh, more dynamic. Uh, and I think um, the three... So from... The whole attack of Orlando City, I think it's it's spot on. And they can all play different roles, different positions. And they it should make it better for Kara to score. I'm just going to say he, he's definitely this year is going to have more chances to score, I think, than last year. So I think we need to capitalize on the opportunities. Not touch the ball 300 times and then not score not even one goal or one shot a target. Like that, that should not happen again. So, uh, and I want to say uh, one thing that is key is players getting used to each other, and the and the way they're adapting. That to me is the first one. For example, Shaq, uh, Ojeda, right? Uh, Dagger, um, Dan, Dagurdan, uh, Lizzie McGuire, Duncan McGuire. My my apologies, McGuire. How are those guys going to integrate the core that Pareja has built for the past two seasons? That is key. And that is, I think, one of the most important things uh, coming to next season because not only we need depth, but we need um, uh, players that are ready to rock and roll. So, uh, no, no gimmicks. So I'm here to play the game. I'm, I'm here to make a difference. And that 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 firepower and, and that spark, right? And uh, we've gotten that spark eventually as the games progressed, but not from the get-go. So I would like to see it from the get-go. So coming against Red Bulls, I want to see the same pressing uh, in attack, the same pressure they applied against um, FIU. I want to see the same thing done to the Red Bulls, a team that knows how to do how to press uh, offensively and and defensively as well. Knows how to step, stay put. So tactically, I think Orlando, uh, the players getting used to each other and adapting fast to Pareja system is going to be vital. What are your thoughts regarding that, uh, Paola? No, you, you hit right on the point. Like, And we, we saw them. We had the opportunity not this past Friday, uh, Saturday, the other, versus FYU. And they're faster. They are passing the ball much faster. And they're targeting to the goal, which last season they were not shooting at all. They were just passing the ball, trying to see what they can do. So I echo the same words that you're saying that they need to. I, I want to see the same from the FIU game for this following upcoming games. Um I want to see on Saturday. I, I, I know that it's a preseason game, but they're taking super seriously because nobody knows who's going to start. And they're fighting right now for a starting position. So, sure. and that's what we, well, 
we I didn't saw the game unfortunately because it was closed. But if you see the highlights, if you see the comments in Twitter, those boys are fighting for their position on the formation. So I don't know if you agree or disagree, but no, I I agree with you. But I I I'm, I, I want to also add, um, there's a lot of talent in Orlando. OC, I mean, and a lot of people are gonna say, oh, but uh. You know, uh, OCB sucks, man. No, 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 no. Uh, um, OCB has a lot of talent. I want to say hello to Brendan Hackenberg if he's listening. How you doing, my friend? He's a fantastic center back. And that goes that goes to my second point: center backs. It's uh in my country, this is arroz con mango. It's 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 confusing what the center back position entails for Orlando City. And I think to be a team that has the players in attack to do the job we need to have a core of players in the back that solidly can hold on because they're going to play against teams like sounders at some point uh, austin colorado new england so we're going to play against some philly right and these are teams that they the back line is the most important thing for them and then the rest comes with whatever the system right uh for us we're I, I feel like we're starting from the front to the back <laughs> i feel like we are really overpowering our firepower but we're not really so much looking into the roles in defense so i want to see more of a of a defensive presence of orlando city and uh when orlando had a really dynamic defense orlando gone far They made the playoffs for the first time. They almost win the MLS's back tournament. So defense wins championships. I want to say hello to the Kansas City Chiefs, right, for that. So defense wins championships. The L.A. Lakers, three-peat, right, with Shaq and Kobe, Robert Ory, Derek Fisher. Defense wins championships. The Houston Rockets with Hakeem Olajuwon. So It, it, I know this is a different sport, but defense wins championships. So mm -hmm. I would like to see, you know, not to be relying on the injuries of Jensen and, and, and Antonio Carlos, right? I mean, this is a fantastic picture because he's thanking the people that have been an important part of his recovery, right? But we should not see him out and out and then not know what to do and experiment with maybe Wilder. Now, Wilder, seeing him as a center back, I think it's a great option. But we've also, I mean, he that's not his ideal position. Uh, and that's not, he's a, he's a six or an, uh, we'll say an eight. But I see it more of a, a, as a six, in my opinion, when he plays in the, in the Peruvian national team. So Rodrigo Schlegel, to me right now, he needs to be the best backup center back in the MLS uh, for us to have some sort of depth defensively. That's for starters. I don't know how you feel about Rodrigo's role um, this year. I mean, we saw him last year filling the role for Antonio Carlos when he was injured in April against LAFC, and he stepped up. And then at the end of the season, when Jansen went down, he was there. So the at the end of the day, he didn't get you know rest when he was able to. Um, I like Rodri when he's rested and comes from the, uh, as a substitution. Um, 
But like you said, he needs to adjust um, not looking at the ball because I don't remember. I think it was against Nashville. He just he didn't defend like he didn't play. So he he attacks very well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. he, he, He he adapts himself when Orlando attacks very well. But when he has to come back. Back exactly right, right when he has to run back, depending on his stamina, right? We've seen that he maybe runs a little slower paced and loses his vision and his his position within the back line. I yep. and, and I, I've seen it too. I've seen it too. So I, I think that's important. And we have to have the necessary tools to to fix that, right? And and, and I feel tools? and I feel that Antonio Carlos didn't came back 100% after no, no. that injury. He was super slow like and I get it because his injury was not, you know, it was a hamstring if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. But coming back from an injury like that is not easy. That's first. Secondly, he was not on point as and he was having a great season last season when the season start and then boom, on April, unfortunately, and he's one of the few that he was not oh, like injured a lot. Right. And then boom, on April he got injured. And then when he came back, he wasn't one hundred percent like the season start. So I'm with you. I don't know um, how this with this new formation is gonna play. Um, we haven't seen Antonio Carlos yet in one of the preseason um, games. We saw Jansen. Um, thank God. Jensen is more, it has more speed in his legs right. between Antonio Carlos and Schlegel. Um, so, but we cannot rely 100% in one defender against, you know, the other two. So I'm with you. Um, I I wish I can see more right. um, Will, Williams from yeah, Orlando B Thomas, and, and from yeah, the Thomas first Williams. team. So right. I think we should see Thomas Williams this year and Brandon Hackenberg. And I want to reiterate Brandon Hackenberg. I know I mentioned it three times already. He's a great center back. Um, He's a great center back. I think he has a lot of future. And you need to keep an eye on that. Now, I don't want to come to the midseason, be honest with you, and report on how Salim is playing center back with Cartagena in a line of three. I mean... That could be used for certain games, but it should not be used as your A, like your your, your ace of spades. This is not your ace of spades. I think that's a plan right. C. <laughs> right. You need, I mean, or, Orlando City needs to win games at home. I mean, this year, and I think, uh, I know the supporters, the ILF is doing a great job with the whole membership thing, the, the Black Swans too, you know, but I think that, or the Orlando fans deserve when they come see their team that the team is winning or at least having a miraculous draw, you know, very uh, action packed. That's what they want. Right. So you need to deliver that. And for them to go and spend so much money to see their team lose all the time, we're going back 2017 times, 2016 times. Right. So, Let's read some comments here. We have uh, Flex is Castillo Orlando. Un saludo, señor Flex. De la del fútbol, infiltrado, este señor increíble. Castillo Orlando, ahí está, yeah. Castillo is uh, number six from Peru. He plays in a team called Sporting Cristal. Very good player. I would love to see him um, play in the MLS at some point. 
uh, Chad Elders. He says, how would you guys feel with two strikers up front? I would prefer that. I I agree with you. Um, it would be a great uh, a, a great um, a great chance. Uh, I think we saw we saw um, Kara two. I mean, he just sometimes can't even hold the ball right. I mean, to be honest with you, but he did score eleven goals. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, um, imagine that. Right. So, so, so I mean, you adding a second striker, maybe even Martin Ojeda could help with that because he could play the the second striker position well. Facundo also, uh, or maybe even, you know, if you want to do Maguire and play with Maguire and Kara, I mean, that's two big towers, you know, it'll be like, you know, um, th that could, have, that's in Pareja's uh, plethora of options up front, right? I would have loved to see a more of an experienced striker up front, personally. Uh, I would have loved to see maybe a, a Falcao or a Paolo Guerrero or somebody up front uh, that it's able to motivate and tell Maguire and Kara, hey, I've done it. I've done it. So um, now, now you need to do it, right? Uh, I've made it. Right? There's really n n a leader. There's we don't have a leader up front. Think about it, like a leadership presence. We have a lot of youth. Now, the leader of the pack is Mauricio Pereira. Now, and that goes to my third uh, question here, and then we'll go diving into the lineup that Pareja is using. Mauricio Pereira, throughout his career, has played as a number 10, a classic 10, right? So now having... Facundo and Ojeda and Gaston. Do you feel, Paola, that that's going to make him play more defensively? They're going to use him maybe even as an eight or maybe like as a second, you know, like a, you know, do you think he's going to be playing more defensively, maybe a more of a deeper position? That's what John was saying last show, playing him more in a deeper position as, I will a, as a number eight, right next I, to I will play him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what we're going to see. If I'm not mistaken, that was part of the lineup on last Saturday's game. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But Gaston, he's a big, like, I was talking with this with Sergio in our last podcast in Spanish. And he's a 22-year-old with a mentality of a 30-year-old in soccer. Um, and Martin Ojeda, like, I'm super, I'm, I'm super pumped to see how they're going to play him, Gaston, and if he's going to be a defensive winger or going up into depth. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be up. So, Yeah, so, I mean, Ojeda, he's a very dynamic player. We got um, a steal, in my opinion, with Martin Ojeda. He was rumored to be linked to so many teams in Argentina, like the, the big ones, like Boca, River. Um, also teams from, from other parts of the world, but he, he really wanted to come into the United States. He, he really wanted to be here. And so, uh, the luxury that we have up front, it's something we've never had before. And I will explain it right now. We're going to dive in into 
some of the players that uh, I, I ju we just mentioned. And if you're listening, uh, I will definitely name them. So up front, we have Urjan Kara, right? As you know, that's the be top striker. But right behind Kara, you have now, uh, as a left back, you have Gonzalez, right? Gaston Gonzalez. On, as a right back, you have um, Facundo Torres, right? And uh, I would say we're going to play in this system here. And right here in the middle, right, you're going to have um, Ojeda, right? Ojeda, it's right behind the striker. And then right as a number eight, right, as an eight, um, le um, left midfielder, it's going to be Mauricio Pereira, right? And then as a six, uh, you're going to have Cesar Araujo. Right. And so the rotation that whoever is the striker, the rotation that we're talking about, it's important here. It's these three players, the ones that are behind the striker. So Gonzalez, Ojeda, and Facundo Torres. What they're going to do is just change places. So you're going to see Facundo in the mid, you're going to see Ojeda on the right. You're going to see Tonga in the mid, Facundo on the left, and you're not going to know in transition attack where they're going to go because they can all play all three positions. That's the beauty of it. And so instead of having Mauricio playing behind the striker that used to put a lot of strain on him and you saw him, you know, sometimes going into the attack very deep but not retreating back into defense, now you're going to have a more static Mauricio Pereira in a way, uh, a more, uh, I will say, paced Mauricio Pereira, giving him enough time to develop a link up between the left back and the person has right, you know, the 10, right? So that is a luxury that you're able to do. As well, if you want to have Maori going to the left and Gonzalez retreat back defensively, you could do that you also. Mm -hmm. So those are the luxuries that Orlando in attack can do. So that's why I kind of feel, and this is just my opinion. Again, this is not the club's opinion or what the club decides. Again, Pareja is the coach, not me. But in my personal opinion, I believe that's why Pareja is confident of what he has up top. Because he knows that the creation of chances, he's going to have so many that he has full faith on the strikers that he has right now, including Duncan Maguire. I don't know. What are your thoughts regarding that uh, assessment? No, no. And and that's, I agree with you 100%. Even Faku with Ojeda switching. And we saw it last season when Urso was playing as a winger. We saw that switch all the time. So I will be not surprised if Ojeda switches with Facu um, this season. I don't know if you agree or not, but you're heading the same thoughts um, that I'm thinking between Mauri and Gonzalez um, playing those two as back and forth. So I'm 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 really excited to see Mauri with his passes because his he has a good pass yeah. um, to the front. So let's see how he integrates and he connects with the front 
and hopefully he can connect super fast with Gonzalez and Ojeda. Uh, Chad Elders, he says, uh, uh, have you guys considered a 5-3-2, a lot of defense help that we need, but also you have those two strikers up top. I I, I agree. Like, I would love to see. I'm going to go in and grab the, where is the, I'm going to grab the, the Orlando City uh, roster. Because, all right, there you go. So we have we have depth, in my opinion. Now, um, what they're trying, and that's that was going to be a next point, was uh, obviously Rowan is no longer with the team, right? And Rowan is no longer with the team. And uh, Orlando, typically before Pareja, I think they played a 4-2-3-1. Uh, so they're used to playing a 4-2-3-1. A lot of the players that, like, you know, uh, Urso, he's used to playing that, you know. So, but now Moutinho is no longer with the team either. So now what they're trying to do is do a three-five-two, right? Or a three, like a different system, but with three center backs. So, and what, mm-hmm. what we saw was at the FIU game was uh, this. So if you're if you're listening, I'm gonna say it. So there's three out back, and you have a line of uh right here three like this is that a diamond that's how they call the diamond uh, right formation yeah, Some, something, something like, like that, that. yep yeah so so you got two win backs in this case this one was petrasso um which actually surprised me in that role i'll be honest it, i was surprised too yeah, and he was like connecting a lot with ojeda and then here it was angulo mm-hmm and that was really good to see because, I mean, he does have the stamina to do that, to do the wing. Now, my only thing about Angulo is, and I want to say this with a lot of respect, his size. And when he has to go one-on-one against a top six in the league or somebody that it's a little bit on a heavier side, um, he's gonna. I mean, he has to have the speed to just pass the ball rapidly to Araujo for him to control it to to maintain possession. So I think that um, that's what they that's what they've been doing, right? So and uh, who who were the the three backs? So we saw uh, Salim right here, uh, Salim, All right, Salim, you know, Salim, uh, which he did a really good job too. Uh, we also saw um, Wilder in the middle. Wilder Cartagena, which was very surprising, right? And uh, I mean, right Schlegel. here, Rodrigo Schlegel, right? So th- this is the type of now. What does Cartagena? So a, a lot of people are going to say, and, and I'm going to try to um, narrate it so people understand. Um, exciting, right? So. Why Why these three? Because when they go into transition attack, so when they go up on a counter, this is going to open up like a hand. It's going to open up like this. Um, and so you're going to end up with Araujo retreating, Mauri maybe going more up front, Petrasso being more compact right behind Ojeda, so that way you don't lose. You see, there's no spaces around. And then Okay, uh, Cartagena grabs the ball and boom, he's an eight right there. 
he becomes an eight. So his position is going to be to switch back and forth from mid-center to an eight. Like, it's crazy. But he's actually – this 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 gives Cartagena the ability of having a dual role, not only in attack, but also in defense, and also help Maudi out when he has to, wants to pass the ball to the wings. Like, if you think about it. So he starts as a center back when everyone – the other team has the ball and starts attacking us. He goes back into position as a center back, right? And Maori goes back into his position, and that and that's how we end up retreating, retreating, you know, like that, and stay compact, right? When they have to spread, you know, Ojeda's goes right here, Carragas up top, Facundo's right here, and then Maori, and and that's what I saw at the game. He's gonna try to cut to obviously enable Ojeda and Facundo Torres and open the the way of uh you know his attacking view and then Cartagena will cut and stand and be right behind his coattail so there's no spaces given when going in transition attack and then Cartagena has the speed to retreat and come back to position so I think that's a very smart move uh, tactically by Oscar Pareja I think uh I mean we have, we have, he believes we have the players. And look, if Angulo and Petraso are getting that job done, I mean, I, I saw Salim. I mean, I know it's FIU. Let's see what they can do against um, other teams. But I mean, honestly, uh, there, there's uh, a lot of um, versatility in different positions for, for Orlando City players. I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that, uh, Paola? No, I'm 100%. Um, but we saw different players this week, and I don't know if you want to put that formation in sure. so the so people can visualize. I think Angulo was playing the same position, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, Cesar as well. Wilder was in the same position. Right. We um Mauri on the same position too. Um, we saw we didn't saw Petraso. We saw Gaston on it. Gaston Gonzalez. Well, it, it, that's that's great because. Now, he, in, in, in Argentina, in Argentina, in Union de Santa Fe, he played as a left wing. Now, because of the Argentinian league, is a league, and I'm going to say this with a lot of respect, they're, they're a league that obviously there's not a lot of investment happening. as well. a lot of their best players are leaving. But they're still technically and tactically, and obviously because they're a CONMEBOL, they play Copa Libertadores, which is a higher level tournament than Conca Champions, and I'm going to say this with a lot of respect, he can play that defensive role too because he's forced to in Argentina because the level is higher. Yep. The soccer level is higher. So go ahead. Um, Gaston was there. Mickey Holiday, Holiday was in, in Salim. Oh, instead of yeah, yeah, th okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. About about damn time, I'm gonna say this. I, I want to see Mikey Holiday. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, no, he, that's true. That's he's, true. He's and he he's fast. For no reason. He's not in the other twenties for no reason. Um, Cesar is there. Oh, Robin. Robin. Robin Jensen. Car yep. For I think for Cartagena. Yeah. Yeah. Enough of experiments, right? I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna. I know I'm Peruvian, but I'm not biased. I'm just gonna say this. Um, then Kara was not there. Yep. It, it was a Maguire. Oh, Maguire Duncan, started. Maguire. Yep. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. There you go. And one more. 
We got because Facundo. Facu, Facu was not there. Facu was not there. So who we got? Um, Ojeda, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And who was on the left side? I'm trying to see who I'm missing here. Let's see. I got Duncan, Martin, Mauricio, Rodrigo. Angulo. Angulo. I think uh, Angulo was there already. Gaston. Three, five. I don't know who I'm missing. Let's read some comments. That's interesting about Wilder. Joshua Tall, that's really interesting. Looking forward to them switching. Uh, I don't think Holiday is that good. And I also feel that we still need a, uh, a right back. Don't get why we didn't go for Santi Arias. If we are going to make Holiday the right back for us and for the future, then we still should have gone uh, experience right back like, like Santi uh, to help him out. Well, um, I agree with you. In, in a way, I, I would have loved, uh, I mean, Santi Arias, and I want to say with all due respect, uh, mediocre career in Europe. Um, Atletico Madrid uh, playing for Simeone, uh, a player for, I'm, I'm not a Simeone fan, to be honest with you, um, but um, he definitely should have left Atletico a couple seasons earlier. I think here in the MLS is going to excel tremendously. Um, and yeah, I, I would have, I would have, I agree with you that he would have, we should have gotten a, a right back with a, with a little bit more of a name and, and experience. Juan Cuadrado was available too. Um, La Roca Sanchez was available also. Uh, so many players that were available even for, you know, but again, you know, Orlando's trying to see it in a different way. Um, low risk, uh, low risk of injury and a high reward. That's that's how the way they're doing it now. Holiday, I, I we need to see what this kid's about because he's playing under twenty. So if he wants to make it to the national team, he's gonna have to ball out. And if he doesn't ball out, this is another thing that it's a huge thing for Orlando this year. You you have to pull the plug if the, if it's not working, and you got to do it right away. You can't just wait because if, when you wait then that's when you lose games and 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 that's when you you start you gotta you gotta know your people and you gotta move them fast so if he's not working in that position like bench him put another player in i mean it's orlando should not be just um you know orlando should not just be expected uh, you know just being so uh drawn in into saving a kid's career uh, we, we, they gotta just be winning, you know. I just want to win, you know, right? I, I want to win, win games, win, win for my fans. So, uh, Seth Antonio says, Los Jimena ruined Santi. Yep, that's right. I agree. I think Santi, I mean, any player that goes play for Simeon and it's just not the same after they leave. This is a bright future ahead of him and was really good all around, but he isn't good enough anymore. Tough like Europe, that's why she was. Yep, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And not only that, I will say. Cincinnati has gone a steal. And now they have one of the, in my opinion, Brandon Vasquez is a great striker. And now he have Brandon Vasquez up front. And they have a, and I know what Santiago Arias is going to be. He's going to be a vocal leadership presence for Cincinnati. He's going to be vocal. He's going to be telling them, hey, stand this way. Like, 
uh, cover cover this way. Like he's gonna show him the way. Uh, uh, whoever is playing the the you know the three out back that Cincy plays all the time. So definitely a, a good move by Cincinnati. Wish we could have gotten him as well. I think it would have been a great a, a great move. So um, a lot of uh, versatility in Orlando City. I think for the first time uh, in a while, uh, especially in attack, a lot of switching positions. Um, so let's read some comments and see what people say. Says uh, that's an interesting, uh, um, interesting fact about Wilder. Yeah, and um, to just add in about Wilder Cartagena, and I'm going to say this: he needs to ball out this year. He needs to ball out this year. This year needs to be his year. If it's not his year, he's not going to make it to the Peruvian national team. Uh, he's not. Uh, there's another kid. I uh, think uh, this kid Flex just mentioned him, Castillo. He plays for Sporting Cristal. He's a fantastic six, fantastic number eight and six. He plays both roles perfectly. Big guy. Uh, I mean, better built, in my opinion, than than Cartagena when it comes to physicality. Uh, And um, if he sleeps on the job, he's going to lose the gig in Peru. Uh, because Reynoso is already eyeing him. It's already like checking on him, making sure, you know, the kid's good and, and performing. And he's a starter right now in the Peruvian League. So uh, Cartagena needs to ball out this year. And I hope he gets that chance. It says, what do you think would be a good signing at right back? Not many uh, that are on a free like Arias was. We need experience, but also someone that wants to be here. Not someone looking for easy money. I mean, that's tough, Seth. That is tough. That is tough. Money, money is everything, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, Nani came f- for money too, and look what Nani brought to the city, right? I think a lot of the players come for money. <laughs> uh, but you're right. Um, I would have loved Juan Cuadrado. I'm talking about Colombia, uh, because. He has played top level, and just like Nani, he maybe needs a, a league to showcase his talent that is, he's not going to have that much pressure. And that's what the MLS brings you for players of, of, on that caliber. Another one that would have been great, uh, maybe bring back somebody from that is not doing so well in England, right? Um, somewhere from Brighton, from you know West Ham. You know, uh, I think Orlando has the money to do that. Uh, I would have loved to see maybe uh, um, a Paraguayan national team player um, that plays in Olympia. Like, so there's so many players that they could have gone and scouted uh, veteran presence. Uh, Yoshi Yotun, that he could play that left back position too and play the the eight. Um, And they know him. Uh, there's a um, Rybacks in Peru too uh, from a different other team. So there's so many options, but definitely somebody um, on a free like that. Um, I know it was a hard thing to pass. So well, good for Cincinnati. Collins. I'm just kidding. Collins. Cal- <laughs> see, Collins could have been that. There you go. Now Collins wanted top money. They wanted to be. A, he wanted to be an, a, a designated player. And in the league, there's not a lot of center backs that are designated players, except if you're like, you know, uh, Chiellini, right? <laughs> um, but 
you know, uh, did he deserve the designated player money for New York? Of course. And what did New York do? Oh, we'll send you to our partner. It's Europe. It's you're gonna play in Spain, but it's it's we own the team, but you you can play there, right? So, uh, it's it's cool. But Collins would have been great too. So, um, um, this kid, uh, Abraham, that was just signed by Atlanta, great, great. He could play the left back and he could play center back, right? Uh, and how so, old is he? He's a uh, he's young, right? Yeah, he's he's twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay. Yeah, he's not that bad. He's not. He he's actually. I mean, right now, um, you know, right now, a lot of the teams are getting very compact on defense. So, Seth Antonio, is there any news in Orlando wanting to make new signings, or they're trying to make a good tight tight knit squad with a lot of the same players as starters? Uh, we need way better depth than last season. Yeah, we do. I think we have a lot of depth in attack. Just defensively, I think we need to go a little, a, a little more, a little deeper. I think uh, they, they feel like this is the the team, right? Um, let's see what they have, right? Again, let's see against the Red Bull. So that's why it's good for you guys to stick around. And um, the we're gonna invite Red Bull analysts coming uh, to debate with us against um, how's Orlando going to line up and how's the Red Bulls going to line up on February the 25th. We're all very uh, ready to and eager to to get that going. So before, and I think um, um oh go ahead Luis go no, ahead no go ahead no go ahead go no ahead. I was gonna say like for for this Saturday match is going to answer some of our questions that we have been asking ourselves on this preseason because. It could be a possibility that that's the starting lineup for next Saturday. So for the 25th. So let's see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to go into our Instagram account. It's called LPO underscore podcast. 952 followers. Let's get to that 1K and celebrate. We're going to do a giveaway once we get reach 1K. Um, here's our staff. Uh, I know we have our two photographers are joining too in, a, in, a, in the next few days. They're sending me their pictures so I can edit them. Um, some rapid fire, obviously, uh, Unino, he's already in Orlando. Uh, he's going to be an OCB as Vasco da Gama player. Important player, I think. He, you know, They're trying to boost OCB. I think uh, they have a good chance this year. Let's wish him the best. I think he's going to be a dynamic player. Unfortunately, Victor Yang is no longer with Orlando City. Um, no longer with Orlando City B. He uh, signed with Cuyaba, which is the 16th place in Brazil Serie A. He um, is no longer with Orlando City. So I, I do want to say that. And everyone knows this guy, Alex Leitao. Alex Leitao, according to journalists, a fellow uh, colleague, Pedro Alburquerque, Botafogo is in the final stages in uh, potentially hiring him as a CEO of Botafogo. Um, and obviously, Alex Leitao had a spell in Orlando City, you guys know. And um, I think he, you know, he did what he could, right? I think with what with what he had and what he was, you know, told to do. But I think this is going to bring a gap between, and I hope this happens, between MLS and the Serie A Brazil. You know, I hope... Uh, we started getting those Serie A Brazil players to Orlando. It would be great. Botafogo is a big team over there. 
So it's not it's not just any team. They have a pretty big uh, torcida. So definitely uh, expecting um, what can Alex Leitao bring to the table for Botafogo. So, and uh, again, uh, we also are, uh, I know that we're like completely out of time, but um, I'm going to do here. This is, um, we're on TikTok too. Uh, we have like one video. <laughs> we have like one video. We're gonna do better. We're gonna I promise. do better. Uh, <laughs> you're not. You're not gonna see dancing. Uh, I'm not a good dancer. I can sing. I just can't dance. But follow us because we're gonna be putting out a lot of the stuff that I do or when I report for the team is gonna be on here, like Angulo. Well, he spoke uh, with us after the game against FIU. It's right here. So just uh, follow us on TikTok also. That's what you consume. And then, um, no, um, just, um, you know, excited for what's coming through the new season. And, uh, again, I want to, before we go, I wanted to go ahead and tell you guys, Orlando Pride fans, we are ready to uh, open a section and a podcast in Loudoun Pride Orlando for Orlando Pride. And uh, we want to uh, work. There's going to be a flyer coming out in the next few days uh, with info. If you're interested in being part of our team and talk about all Orlando Pride, and you want to get to cover Orlando Pride games, especially at home, the, the practices and all of that. Um, and you want to definitely be part of this great team, uh, come over and hit me up on a DM through Instagram, through Twitter, uh, LPO underscore podcast. And also, if you want to cover Orlando City as well, uh, hit us up because we may need a, a fourth chair uh, for the pod. So, you know, maybe it's you. But uh, I want to thank you guys for, for being with us today. Uh, anything you want to add there, Paola? You have anything cooking? Yeah. Um, for whoever my Spanish speaking people, um, follow us on social media at Tiro de Esquina Podcast. I did just an interview with Sergio Ruiz last week. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me, allergies. Um, and it was fantastic. I had a uh, a good time with him and and Alec. We had um, good questions, and he talked about what what he's gonna be doing in Apple TV in the near future, and what his thoughts on this Orlando City uh, team. Also, if you haven't seen it, for my only English um, speaking people, Luis did an interview last oh, week yeah, to Sergio. Yeah, so yeah. if right you haven't. Um, seeing it, go watch it. It's super interesting. Um, he talked about his life, how he got into Orlando, and how he feels about his new role in Apple TV. So yeah. follow us for more content on in Spanish. Also, um, this week we're going to we're trying to do it once a once a week. Um, analyze the the game. And all that stuff. So trying to do something similar to here and new ideas as well. So also yeah. we're gonna do tailgating on on each game. We're gonna do a super fun section. So if you see us tailgating, come right by to us because we're going to be recording um videos for the podcast for both. So just stop and say hi. 
That was great. Uh, so I wanted to encourage everyone to go to our YouTube ch uh, channel, uh, Loud and Proud Orlando, on YouTube, um, at Loud and Proud Orlando, if you search it. 515 subscribers. Like, let's get to 600 subscribers, guys. Uh, help us out grow. Um, media Day for Orlando City is coming up soon. I will be there. There's going to be a lot of interviews with players. So just keep um, keep an eye out for that footage. Media Day for Orlando Pride is coming. I will also be going there. So it's going to be a lot of footage with the new the new team. And again, we're live right here, as you guys can see. Nine people watching right now. Ten people watching. Thank you so much. All of our videos, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we want to reach the 1K mark this year. Um, it is important for us to do so. That way we could bring you the best content possible. So uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, and again, uh, drop us a like. So um, anything else you want to add, Paula, before we go? No, follow us. Keep. Um, thank you for listening. And vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. We're going to read a couple, one, one last uh, comment. Seth Antonio, we can, I can't believe we can let go of Jan. Always thought he should have been fast-tracking to the main team. Maybe not as a starter yet, but to prove himself in a good game. Yeah, I agree with you. But when you have Ojeda, when you have uh, Facu, when you have Gaston Gonzalez, where is he going to play? Like, so that's that's probably the reason why they are like, you know, something's got to give, right? So, uh, but I totally agree with you, Seth. Thank you so much for watching uh, the show, Seth, to Seth, to Joshua, to Jim D, Chad Elders, Flex. Thank you so much for the for watching us. And vamos Orlando. Take care. Vamos guys. Orlando. Take care. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.